Hey guys, so for this week's episode, I really wanted to discuss the ownership rights that Marvel gave up back when they went bankrupt in 1996, and the merger back with Fox and with Disney, and the rights that Sony has to Spider-Man and how that's all affecting the wonderful world of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, kind of some background with it, Marvel Entertainment was created in 1986, and this was with Marvel Comics and Marvel Productions. Unfortunately, Marvel Entertainment went bankrupt in 1996, and this is where they were selling rights to kind of save themselves a little bit. So that's how Fox ended up with groups such as the X-Men, Fantastic Four, Deadpool, and all that stuff, and Sony ended up with the Spider-Man universe. In 1998, company called Toy Biz worked with Marvel Entertainment Group and they merged together to create Marvel Enterprises. They decided to change the name to 2005 to what we now know as Marvel Studios. So the first Marvel film that is MCU canon is Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk. This was under Marvel Studios but not under Disney. Because of the film and the sensation that Iron Man was, Marvel was trying to find a better way to finance films for themselves to create what they kind of were wanting to do. Um, And Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney at this time, kind of wanted to open the realm of opportunities to Disney and branch out to the classic Disney films that they've been creating. So it kind of lined up. So Disney bought Marvel Studios in 2009 for a $4 billion purchase. And Marvel Studios has been with Disney ever since. So kind of some history. So since Fox was uh, separated back in the 90s and stuff, they have done their own films, multiple reboots, reboots with the Fantastic Four, as we will be talking about a little bit in today's episode. The merger with Fox and Disney was in talks and really big talks in 2017. There were talks of, oh, this is happening. Get ready for this. We were getting rumors of possible dates and stuff. And on March 20th, 2019, Disney bought Fox for a whopping $71.3 billion. This allowed Marvel to take back all of the rights to the X-Men and stuff. So we kind of talk a little bit on that in this week's episode and talk about what they were starting to introduce with, you know, mutants and the X-Men and Fantastic Four, what we kind of don't want to see happening and stuff. And then we also kind of talk about with Sony, with the whole Sony deal where they can share Spider-Man after... Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, where Marvel was like, hey, let's reboot this, but I get to own some of Spidey, and I can use Spidey in some of my films and stuff. And then once that deal is over, kind of like, what is going to go on? And then the current deal that it has right now and stuff. Something we really didn't get a chance to talk about, but I think it's kind of important because with the whole She-Hulk title that came about this past year, is Universal owns the rights to The Incredible Hulk, but they only own the distribution rights. So 
that's why we can still use Bruce Banner and stuff in the MCU. In 2008, the SEC deal stated that Universal can hold the right for 15 years under the Hulk name. So this is why we haven't gotten another Incredible Hulk solo film that wasn't Ed Norton. Something to kind of look out for within this next year is this deal ends in June 2023. So while we do have a She-Hulk title, it's not The Incredible Hulk and it's not a film which is one of the circumstances under the rights. It's considered a television series. So something to kind of look forward and see what's going to happen with the rights to the Incredible Hulk and stuff. So with that, let's kind of listen to this week's episode. It's my best, one of my best friends, Austin, who's really versed in the X-Men universe. And then my boyfriend, Jackson, who has knowledge more with the, the Miles Morales Spider-Man and kind of general knowledge with the Fantastic Four and stuff. So kind of talk about that. So hope you guys enjoy. Okay. So, Fox. How do we feel about Fox before we get into the nitty gritty? All right. So, when it comes to Fox films, they try really hard. But after the kindest possible to say butchering of certain characters' entire personalities, abilities, and such. I lost quite a bit of faith in Fox films, specifically when it comes to the X-Men. Mm-hmm. I am very hopeful about with MCU having more access to the X-Men, but I'm worried that they're just going to shoehorn it in. I mean, you really see it specifically how they changed Kamala Khan's background to be more mutant-based than, you know, in human status. Mm-hmm. And that's also one of the reasons, and a point we'll be getting to later, like you said, is talking about, well, what if they had the brands from the beginning, is... I feel now that they have access to it, they're going to try and shoehorn mutants into a lot of things that doesn't need to be technically mutants. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, like, right now we just have... So, with Fox, like, mutants is a big thing. Um, Kamala Khan's the first, like, confirmation we have of mutants in the MCU. Like, we've had, like, hints and stuff of it, but, like, that's the first, like, verbal communication that we have of mutants. And then the most recent one that we have is... um, Namor, because mm-hmm. they said it in the film, right, or something yes, of that. They extent. said they said they said mutant. I was a mutant. Yeah, so they that's where they dropped the word mutant. But yeah, so those are really the only two. But like, there's other hints that I think could come oh, at it. Absolutely. But like, the biggest thing is there. Also, I'm so mad about the Inhumans. Is so Inhumans was owned by Fox, correct? Or was that a separate property? The like the TV show? Well, this is a whole like generalized like who owned Inhumans? Like, I, was it still under MCU? Well, so I don't know who was technically under MCU, but when the Inhumans TV show came out, which was actually a pretty yeah. good one, let be known the person who cre- played Crystal, astounding use of her abilities and things. So, but I know that I believe did technically get retconned. As yeah. for who originally, who did, like owned the properties yeah. to them well and then who was the film the film that kept getting pushed back and kept getting pushed back and then oh new mutants new mutants movie. yeah so the is that movie with the kid from stranger Things. yeah that's not okay that's not inhumans then okay yeah i no. thought that was inhumans. new mutants that was a that was a complete flop uh no 
nobody from the actors who were in it to the director to any of the fans liked what happened yeah. to that movie. So do you think, though, before we get going into, like, you know, the nitty-gritty uh, Fox, like, the whole Disney merger with Fox and stuff, before we start getting into that, would there be a chance of Inhumans coming back when one of their biggest named face characters is just got kind of taken off of the Inhumans title? Because Kamala Khan, originally comic-wise and everything, isn't Inhuman, and there's a whole way that that goes about. But it's not the most important thing to the well, Inhumans. The most important to the Inhumans is that they are somewhat alien. Yeah. They are uh, a hierarchy of, of beings. They don't necessarily have to be... Uh, categorized as me i should preface this the only thing i really know about the inhumans is from the marvel <laughs> video game and that whole mm -hmm. thing is they it's the whole you know the terrigen gas and everything that Which, gives normal people superhuman abilities that, and stuff so that's where i get mm -hmm. that's what i'm thinking well, inhumans we also did just see the inhuman in black bolt yes black bolt is an inhuman black bolt is a yeah and we just saw him be capped by Scarlet Witch. And I'm going to specifically call her that when she's a badass villain. Because yeah, state on that. But that's something we talk to later, if not on a different topic, considering that's something we can go down a rabbit hole about <laughs> her. Considering, oh, I got some problems with her. But really? Not, oh my God. Listen, we need to talk after I watch Multiverse of Madness, but that's a different thing. We need to try and stay on topic. Um, I also think this may, this may uh, go into. Uh, kind of what you're talking about with Fox. The the whole transforming humans into inhumans or mutants was done by the X-Men. I can't remember if it was X-Men yeah. 2 or the first one. but X-Men under Fox. Yes, X-Men under Fox. Well, they created the whole X-Gene, let's make humans into mutants type thing. Let's so I yeah. That. So let's talk. I can understand if that is a is a beating a dead horse yeah. by this point. So let's kind of just get into that whole thing. So obviously, you know, when the bankruptcy with Marvel Enterprise, Marvel Studios happened back in the '90s and stuff, to kind of you know save their butts, they sold um, certain property properties to Fox, and then you know certain properties to Sony, um, which Sony is another one we're going to talk about because that's a whole nother uh, basket of problems. So it's a mixed bag, in it, my opinion. Yeah. They have some good, some bad, yeah. some terrible, some amazing. They, they made great Wolverine movies. <laughs> and I will die on that hill. <laughs> Listen, there is not a lie. Okay. Okay. Finish before Dude. I go okay. on my channel. So <laughs> we have all the films, so like all the stuff that we know um that relates with the X-Men and like Fantastic Four and Blade and all that stuff. All the films that we have up to I'll give us until the beginning of like 2021 um because there's some leadway like you know with miss marvel and stuff all that stuff x-men and everything was fox property and stuff so all those storylines and everything are while well, they could be like same thing with marvel inspired by the comics and everything are still fox properties and whatnot um so then you know the deal the merger which did you guys know that merger that closed in 420 of 2019 purposely said it like that love that how much do you think disney um bought fox for with the kind of films they were making two bucks two bucks <laughs> what do you think 
Realistically, I thought it was something in the in the billion. Okay, I'm yeah. Seventeen billion. Close. Seventy-one point three billion is bought. So that buys everything back. So they have, unlike what they, the deal they have now with Sony, everything is out of Fox's hands. So that means we are getting the return of X Men, Fantastic Four, Deadpool. Wolverine just coming in with Hugh Jackman and specifically Hugh Jackman Wolverine in Deadpool 3 but that reminds me later I'm on Hot Bob Theory okay I thought thought of something (laughs) I was driving and I was like wait a second so but yeah so okay so we have all these films and stuff the issue that we're going to be having I think is rebooting the whole stories because are we going to be bringing in those timelines from Fox, the Fox universe into like how much is going to bring be brought over? Like obviously I feel like a bunch of dead Deadpool would be the easiest one yeah. to get like be fine with because Deadpool breaks the fourth wall all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, the easiest things would be Deadpool and by extension Wolverine because of Deadpool. <laughs> uh even though he it's... didn't he like die or who died? Logan? So, Logan, in... but that was in another universe. That was in another Yeah. It was it was a whole different thing, and I mean even in Deadpool too, you see at the end he shoots the other Deadpool who was yeah. Wayne. He was like just fixing the timeline, you know, funsies. That <laughs> also makes killed sense. Ryan Reynolds, which was amazing. That was so that, that but, mean Ryan Reynolds is MCU canon now. <laughs> no, Ryan Reynolds is just canon as a person, <laughs> uh, as he should be. I um, think your heavy hitters like obviously Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. your. Uh, Patrick Stewart was in Multiverse of Madness yeah. and uh, John I, Krasinski, fan, Mr. Fantastic. That I, as much as I hope that happens, I don't think it's going they to. don't need to. No, I think they're going to. I think they course. will have a clean slate. Start again. Yeah. Let's give some new actors a chance. Move on. A reboot of Fantastic Four? I could never see that happening. What number reboot are we on? Isn't it number three technically? Three. 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 Because you had that weird. Uh, like Michael B. Jordan one. Chris Evans. Already there. He should come back as Human Torch. I die on that hill. I, everyone <laughs> would Didn't he it. say he wanted to do oh, that? Oh, he would love to said, do he was it. Like, if they can put me as Human Torch, I'll come back. And I was like, how dare? How dare you deny me a Human Torch Chris Evans again? But whatever. I'm going to be salty about it. <laughs> um, but no, you know, and that's the thing. When it comes to Fantastic Four, there's so much potential, especially considering the Fantastic Four has such a different kind of mindset. Like, unlike most of the other things, like the X-Men, who are mm-hmm. like that from birth and then have, you know, a lot of things change about them as their powers emerge, or the Terra Mutagen, which is the third-party thing. Yeah. The Fantastic Four was majorly a, at least, mind you, once again, my knowledge is limited on it, so if I say something wrong, I'm pretty sure Jackson will very quickly correct me. <laughs> um, when it comes to the Fantastic Four, it's understanding that theirs was brought on by, in a way, they, they aren't technically mutants, but they were mutated by a third force. Now, with that, that puts them in a weird category because they're not terror mutants, they're not humans. Mm-hmm. But with that i can see them easily being able to reboot it they have a lot of opportunities so long as they throw everything in the thing and you know i hope they do the same for the x-men because it's needed i think the as much as the fantastic four was was a uh movie franchise and they wanted it to be a movie franchise i think that the band-aid that was ripped off was replaced with 
Guardians of the Galaxy, in my opinion, because the Fantastic Four are created cosmically, mm -hmm. yeah. fight cosmic villains mm -hmm. in the Silver Surfer, Galactus, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I think that Band-Aid was replaced by the Guardians of the Galaxy with a better sense of humor, a better uh, intro into cosmic things. I mean, better music. When you, <laughs> better have, music. when you have a director such as, you know, James Gunn, who now is essentially the Kevin Feige of the DC universe. So, okay. So now, so do we think timelines from Fantastic Four, before we get into the X-Men, because I know you, you have a love for them. It can go sit in the closet like I did. <laughs> do we think that anything from either one of the fantastic four like film eras will be brought and tied into the mcu as we know it the only thing i could see be brought in and i don't foresee it being a continued staple is i could see them utilizing chris evans as the human torch because i have a feeling that there's going to be a lot more as we've now gotten yeah. into the multiverse i foresee there be a lot of things which this brings me into that theory that i was yeah. thinking about was with Silver Server having been part of, they used the actor who played the Silver Server in uh, the X-Men. Oh, which one was that? I'm trying to remember which one was that. Rise of the Silver Server? No, the X-Men. <laughs> uh, oh, X-Men. Yeah, uh, they used the person who was Quicksilver. Uh, why can't I remember? Oh, he was in one. They brought him back for WandaVision. Exactly. That, that's What's why I meant name? to tie him. I, I don't remember. You know. Oh my gosh, why can't I remember the actor's name? The original um, Quicksilver, or Silver Surfer, sorry. Quicksilver Two and different... Silver Surfer are very different okay. things. Okay. No, I'm talking about Quicksilver. Quicksilver, I'm... not Silver Surfer. So we're yeah. talking about Quicksilver. We're talking about Quicksilver. I foresee, this is bringing back to, I foresee them being... Not Evan Peters. Not uh, uh, the guy who is also uh, connected to uh, Scarlet Witch in the Godzilla movies. <laughs> Aaron, uh, Aaron Taylor. Aaron, yeah, and Taylor, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Green. Johnson. Or Aaron Taylor Johnson. Johnson. But uh, now Aaron that they've Taylor been Green. like, oh, there's a possibility of this being more of an overlay. Yeah. I can foresee them bringing like Chris Evans as Human Torch or some of the other previous things. Give me Electra. <laughs> Give me Electra back in the MCU as specifically because listen, the TV show wasn't horrible, but I want more Electra. Dang I need, it. Okay, I need to know because I'm getting. I'm so I'm like old marvel stuff and everything i wasn't into is the electra that's in the daredevil series the same electra from no the okay no, no okay we're also talking about the time where ben affleck was daredevil i forget that's a thing i only know charlie fox as daredevil movie though i thought it was at, I, like, okay, I thought the daredevil great. no but it was comic accurate for, the, yes. for it being a bad movie <laughs> a bad movie i love the electra one but that's mm -hmm. also because of the fact that Electra. Yeah, Electra. Yeah. Could stab me. I'd be I, okay with it. Fine. I think that fell uh, into the same. I, I'm abstracting a little bit, but I feel like that Daredevil movie fell into the same sins that the Eric Bana Hulk movie did. It went a little too comic booky, not enough realism. I also think that there was definitely too much. Something that the MCU did well is you didn't really have to be versed in the comics to enjoy the films as much. Me. Yeah, because most people nowadays are like, 
oh, I watched the movie and then I watched, read the comics. Yes. Well, as somebody who grew up reading the comics, because I was a geek and had no friends and reading was the only thing that loved me. Um, it really does tie a lot together when it comes to that aspect. Uh, but to get back to the mm-hmm. previous point of, I foresee, though, I don't think we're going to get any, like, major continuity from the things. Yeah. And that goes to also my belief for the X-Men movies. So you don't think the um, Professor X that we saw in Multiverse of Madness is the Professor X that we get in X-Men? Like in that timeline story, I mean, Multiverse well, of Madness is multiple. <laughs> well, he's one dead. I two, am. They have so much better potential, and 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 uh. And Patrick honestly, old. yeah, Patrick Stewart's getting getting a little long in the tooth. Somebody knock on wood right now. We've had enough this year of actors <laughs> dying. We don't need to fuck more. <laughs> I think that McAvoy. <laughs> I know. McAvoy was the right choice and i think they can go forward with him but i don't think they will you think they'll just completely same thing with the x-men they're gonna i don't foresee them and many people will be like well if uh hugh jackman is there they have to bring something over no they definitely do not because the I believe that Hugh Jackman is is Wolverine in every universe. I'll be honest, but it's they like said Benedict Cumberbatch with being Doctor Strange in every universe. Exactly, and that's the thing when it comes to the aspect of that, like the X Men timeline ate itself specifically mm-hmm. with Days of Future Past. Like you literally, they brought in so many continuities that it ate itself. The first three X Men movies basically are not even congruent to the later ones. Like Days of Future Past, which mm-hmm. was a good X Men film, mind you, best character in the world wasn't there. One of the two of them, but I will die on that hill, and we won't talk about them. Otherwise, I will make this a three-hour-long podcast. <laughs> um, Rogan Gamut. Um, I was but, like, um, where's content? But the, the Jean Grey problem is is the main problem that ate itself. Yes, and so we're going over into X Men now. So Fantastic yes. Four. Kind of got an intro. Well, we kind of get an intro into kind of what's to come with Multiverse of Madness, which some people argue might not be. Like, it's a good, like, intro to, like, throwing them in the MCU and stuff where they need it in Multiverse of Madness. Okay. Eh. There's a difference between throwing and using a plunger to shove that stuff in there. Like, (laughs) was it good to be kind of, you know, for the fans to be like, oh, we know you guys want this and stuff. This is coming, but... I don't know. That, that's that's a whole another different mm. thing. But so with X Men, same thing. Before, like obviously we don't know what's going to happen, but you know before, after, with how it's, they're going to do with it with Disney and the actual MCU. Um, X Men over the Reign of Fox. So obviously there's more films I believe with X Men under Fox than we have Fantastic Four. But I feel like there's a lot more to cover. And the story of X-Men, because oh, it's a lot more people, obviously. Well, if we're even just looking at the first three X-Men films, mm-hmm. not even diving into the next set or the, like, because if I remember correctly, and I'm pretty sure I'm missing one, because it's very hard for me to watch those without crying on the inside. The first three X-Men films was X-1, 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, Last Stand was, I think, the third one. Yes, Last Stand is the third one. And in those three movies, we get basically... An arc that's just a movie that really mm-hmm. didn't play anything really wise comics mm-hmm. other than the characters being in it. 
honestly, if you had put different people and made it a different film altogether, it probably could have worked. Mm -hmm. But they tried to force Rogue's character into somebody who, mind you, Rogue was never in a perfect character, even though she's wonderful in every way, and I will die on that hill. But they tried to force a lot of different characters to move in ways that didn't seem very characteristic of them. Yeah. Second one, though, you get branches over of where uh, Stryker is trying to eliminate mutants, which is a comic, like, is in the comic, where he is trying to eliminate them. Mm-hmm. So they try to pull more comic into it. And then the third, you get the Dark Phoenix saga and also the Cure saga, which are were two completely different sagas that they try to mash into one movie. <laughs> I'm Which... assuming that's the the one, the most recent one. No, no, no. no, no. That no. was uh, the one with the Sentinels and the. Uh... Uh... Yeah, that. So th- those were the first three movies, yeah. and at the end of that third movie, Jean Grey dies. She oh. is stabbed by Logan. Then you get Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you get X-Men New Class after that, which first, is supposed first to, class. First class, which is supposed to be the story of how Magneto and Charles first. Met, which already there's a problem there because Magneto controls metal. Like, if you throw anything with Bucky into him, like, they just won't make sense as Bucky has a metal arm and Magneto's Magneto. Well, okay. That brings up the Okay, if we're bringing, like, you know, continuity with, you know, what X Men has done so far and what people know as the X Men, that's a great one. Bucky's arm is vibranium right now in the MCU. After um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or yes. no, 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 after when he went to, I think it was when he went to Wakanda, right before Infinity War. Yep, yes. right before Infinity War. So, does Magneto, does he have a hold on vibranium? Any metal. I believe it includes it vibranium. Is any metal, uh, which he has shown to uh, control the quote unquote Fox version of vibranium, which is adamantium, which is which is Wolverine, uh, he is shown controlling that. Mm-hmm. So I would assume vibranium. he would control Vibranium as well. So, depending on con- comic continuities, in some he is able to, but in others, because of the fact that Vibranium has more of a mystical property, he is not able to manipulate it. Now, that does bring a problem, because in some he can do it, because it is a metal, yeah. like in metal, because... Magneto's power actually isn't fully controlling metal. It's controlling the electro field around it. And the only reason is this because in one comic book canon, he's actually a love interest for Rogue. Because he's able to move the electrical the electronic fields around Rogue and be able to touch her. Okay. I know that's so fucking far the ra- down the rabbit hole, it's not even funny. But this brings up the basis of if they're bringing over new characters from other things, where are their limits going to be? Because it, a good example of this is Jean Grey is the most powerful telepath and telekinetic person mm-hmm. in the comics. It's been stated multiple mm-hmm. times. It said that with her power, she could literally obliterate and erase a person's existence. Well, now with that, they're also phasing in, because they've been bringing a lot more of Scarlet Witch's abilities. Yes, which, okay. No more mutants. Do we think we're going to get something of that sort? No. She is so... They are making her out to be so powerful. Like, I have major issues yes, with what yeah. they did to her, though. And we'll, we'll go okay. over that. She's insanely but... powerful, but Jean Grey, in the context of the movies prior, has powers that would make Scarlet Witch weep. <laughs> so do you think any of that's going to come over, though? I don't believe so. Because think... they would be introducing such... 
a broken character. Mm-hmm. Like, Jean Grey's powers as they were in the X-Men film, specifically, I'm going to use Last Stand as a great example. She rips people apart at Adams without them being close to her. And when I mean close to her, like, this, like, there is an army shooting cure bullets, things that are supposed to erase mm-hmm. and stop mutations. And she stops them without even looking at them, dissolves them down. Do you know how, how what power, and it's been scientifically proven, what, how much power is needed to rip atoms apart at the, like, smallest, minute level, which is what she does in those films? It's, like, over three kilotons of energy. And she does this with multiple bodies, multiple buildings, multiple things, and is not blinking while she does it. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. The only reason Wolverine is able to kill her is because his healing factor and the fact that Jean Grey was so hot for that man, it was not even <laughs> funny. Girl was thirsting like I do over Gambit, but that's also not on this. But when we are looking at that factor of, I don't foresee them bringing any of that continuity. Yeah. Maybe once again, the actors might come in and out because if, I could see just like with Human Torch, as I said, them being like, oh, this actor is coming in and they're from a different thing, but they're only staying for a second. But I'm worried about that. And here is why. This is going to kind of go down. So is there more that you had on this point? Because I don't want (laughs) to take over, for instance. Well, I mean, like the other point that I really want to talk about is just, you know, kind of going with the continuity of bringing people in, which we can kind of talk about that too, is how is this going to kind of like affect the films that Fox has like owned. Like, do all those just get kind of retconned? Or are they gonna do what they did kind of when we talk about it later with No Way Home with Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man mm. and Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man? Do we think all the X-Men films, all the Fantastic Four films, especially because Fantastic Four and Blade are getting a new standalone film again, mm-hmm. What's gonna do we think that Marvel's just gonna kind of like retcon and kind of throw all those years down over to the side? Or do we think they're gonna tie it in the easiest way that would make the most sense so that's still kind of you know continuity mm-hmm. using the whole idea of the multiverse since we are considered, as Fahi said at D23, this is the multiverse saga. Mm-hmm. So we have phase four that just ended and we are set all that stuff up. And then we're about to go into the quantum realm and, you know, like Kang and all that stuff and unlocking a lot more of the multiverse. So. The only thing that I can see them doing and mind this Spider-Man is a intensely specific and niche type of thing because you have the web of truth, Mm -hmm. the the spider-verse. Yeah. there yes there is those things for every character but not in the same way that there is spider-man mm-hmm. and I, I, i'll probably go into that yeah. when we talk about that kind of stuff but do but we, you think that i don't think that they will quote unquote retcon it i just think that will be another universe yeah. or another well and they kind of did that with the old marvel films themselves yeah because they're like oh they exist well, That's Iron Man, we so, like, if we're talking about, like, so Iron Man was produced by, under Paramount, but, you know, under Marvel, mm-hmm. the Marvel Studio titles and stuff, and that was kind of, that one, I think Thor also, but I think Thor was more under Disney, I'd have to, the first Thor, I'd have to double no, check the, that. The only two ones is that were. Ed Norton's Hulk. Ed Norton Hulk. And, and Iron, Iron Man. Man but the Iron Man one, all that stuff mm-hmm. got 
pushed over into the MCU because, I mean, Tony Stark started the MCU and stuff, but... Which I think they kind of did it because of the turnout that happened from Iron Man. Yeah. Like, they saw that this was a niche. There was a plan on purchasing it anyways. Mm -hmm. And being able to grow from that. Like, Iron Man was a astounding film for its time. It's such a great thing. The soundtrack by itself was Oh, my God, yeah. Die on that hill. Probably one of the best MCU soundtracks ever. But when you look at the factor of that, you can see that, like, the building from that was able to go so much because of, like, having a solid structure basis. Because Iron Man was probably one of the first quote-unquote good superhero films mm-hmm. that was Marvel-related. That's not saying that the other ones weren't, but in Tony Stark's line, they did a mash, a very well mash of being like, we're not starting your character off from scratch, even though we're giving you an origin story. Mm-hmm. Plus, Robert Downey Jr. being chosen was a great yeah. actor choice. I think that that probably made it, but it's the same reason that I got to give it to the Tom Holland versions, mm-hmm. even though I love all the other Spider-Man movies because they have a special place in my heart. But they didn't give us another origin story. We didn't have to watch Uncle Ben die for a third, fourth, how many? Third. I've lost track of the trauma train that I've been on because of Uncle Ben. Um, but I can see that if we're going down the uh, rabbit hole of, like, they're there. They exist in a multiverse, but I don't foresee us really being like, let's bring them back up. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Let's kind of move into, since we kind of brought up Spider-Man, um, Sony, which, you know, another property that Disney, not Disney, uh, Marvel sold to during their bankruptcy and everything. And they have like the biggest, one of the biggest and most popular properties that has come out of the MCU is Spider-Man. <laughs> so we all remember the Spider Wars of who's fighting for the rights of it. So original deal um with 2014 is kind of what happened so obviously before 2014 it was all sony marvel's kevin Feige, nothing was in place so their original deal came about after you know the wonderful works that the amazing spider-man 2 with andrew garfield was so marvel kind of said hey big brother sony let's reboot reboot the franchise for a third time you guys will still own spidey but you have to pay for the films and distribute the films. And therefore they're going to get most part of it, but we get 5% of everything you make and we can take Spider-Man and put it in some of our films. So obviously those films that kind of came about, you know, Civil War, Homecoming, um, Infinity War, Endgame, and Far From Home. So you have your two films from that that is specifically Sony property. And then you have your three kind of like team up films. And that was a part of the deal is that it was five films. So when Far From Home kind of happened, the deal was done, essentially. And that's kind of how we got to the new deal where um, I'm still convinced Tom Holland called up Robert Downey Jr. Like, Dad, help me. They're fighting over me. But it's also, you know, from the interview where Tom Holland was kind of, you know, not sober, but ended up talking to like the Sony guy and was like, uh, y'all gotta fix this, essentially. But I very much see it more as him calling up older brother <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. and be like, Mom and Dad are fighting and they can't figure it out. And <laughs> listen, the divorce agreement isn't signed yet. Figure it out. 
So I think that uh, when it comes to that aspect of the Spider Wars, like now that they have a standing, you know, outgoing, pardon me, outgoing deal for at least the next steps. Well, so yeah, doing the, much better. So the next deal part of that kind of going along with that. So that deal ended after Far From Home, right? Mm-hmm. So we were kind of at a standpoint of end of Far From Home. Peter Parker gets outed as Spider-Man. There's no other Spider-Man film slated under this universe of Tom Holland. So we're like, what, what's going to happen? So with those wars, as like I would like to bless of 2019 Spider-Wars, we ended up coming out with a new deal because Disney, as much as I love Disney, they are very money hungry and they want what they want. But <laughs> Sony knows that Spider-Man and Spider-Verse is some of their strongest films that is in theory kind of keeping their film production studios alive at this point is because of all the money that's coming up so new deal after you know tom holland did his magic to get it is two more films that include tom holland spider-man so that includes no way home which completes the trifecta of the three film saga for tom holland which we could add on more honestly and there's another film doesn't specify if it's a team of film or another solo film but it's all done under kevin feige's direction not with sony or anything but still under the sony property disney also gets 25 percent back from both of those films but the catcher is marvel has to actually pay a quarter of production and stuff good so we do get one more film but obviously that's like a huge thing with sony like fox thing like it was kind of meh. It wasn't really big. like it was big and stuff of the fans, but with when they brought in Spider Man from for what was it Civil War was I think Tom Holland's first appearance. Yep. It just I don't know. It felt different from the other Spider Mans and stuff, and I'm wondering if it's just because it was kind of you know a younger kid who's playing Spider Man, and that we've seen the great stuff that Marvel has done so far. Because what films have come out by so like we have Civil War, we have all the iron i think all the iron mans have come out at that point thor two avengers movies and mm-hmm. i think guardians and stuff yeah so everyone's like marvel can do this this could be another great spider-man story but sony's just kind of like there and i think that's kind of like the big issue that we have is what's going to happen to spider-man like if sony doesn't either sell spider-man or if they actually come to a better agreement like that's so huge. I think the why this round this round of round three of Spider-Man is working so well and is the one of the reasons why we're having these talks about mm-hmm. is Disney gonna buy Sony is uh, because this Spider-Man was not an answer to anything. Mm-mm. The Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies were an answer to the movies of that time. The Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies were an answer to The Dark Knight that DC was putting on. They wanted Spider-Man to be edgier and, and darker. And this one isn't answering to anything. It is setting the standard Mm -hmm. of what 
Spider-Man should be and would be going forward. Okay, when you said answer, I was very confused. But you're talking about they're more of a reactionary thing built. Like it's, a call and response, well, essentially. Yes. It's just like with books where you would get one book created about one thing and then everyone writes a book about yeah. it, things like that. But I agree. I don't foresee, like, the MCU does a vastly good job, and specifically in the Spider-Man one, where it builds upon itself. Mm-hmm. It was a reaction to itself. Like, a good instance of, like, where you see this is, like, in Black Panther is a very good another one where it was, his character was introduced during one of the previous films. I believe he was originally no, introduced. he in was introduced in Civil, Civil War. War. That's what I meant. Yeah, before Black Panther, the movie. Yeah. So, with him being introduced in Civil War, very similar to Tom Holland, now that I think about it, that introduced a lot of people. Um, yeah, two different universes. Yeah. It really opened up a thing where they got a platform without getting a standalone film. Yep. And I think that, in hindsight, like, we're really used to, like, kind of comparing it to Phase 4 right now, we got a lot of new characters who got just introduction films right off the bat. There was no kind of tie-in with, you know, like, how the, like you're saying with, like, Ant-Man, which, oh, Ant-Man 1 came out before Civil War. Yes. Yes. Okay. Because so Ant-Man scratch- was in and, Civil War. Yeah, so scratch right. that. Yeah, because Tic Tac was in the whole Tic Tac joke. Okay. And then... So like you're saying with Spider-Man and Black Panther, we kind of got to see a little like sneak preview of like, oh, we're teasing this. It's like, it's like you're dangling candy in front of a kid. Like, oh, you can have this, but you're going to have to wait. So like you're anticipating, you're adding that build and stuff. And I think that's, this this is me kind of being biased with the MCU and what they've done. Sony, I think, forgets that if without that Civil War film and that Civil War tease, Sony would not have had another good Spider-Man film. I truly don't believe. And the only reason that we're getting good films with, I mean, public response or critic response, Venom and Venom 2 was not good, but the critics were very wrong, I think, in that one. Kind of same thing with Into the Spider-Verse and stuff. Mm -hmm. Those pathways, I don't think, could be open to that realm of possibilities if Disney said, Big Brother Disney said, hey, let me help you. And I think Sony is starting to forget that, which I get in stuff. It's like, well, we're being successful and stuff. Take away Marvel. Would this have ever happened, though? I believe Into the Spider-Verse could have happened. Yeah. I don't believe any... I don't believe Venom would have happened nearly as well. I don't believe uh, any otherwise. But I do believe... And a good instance is if we're crossing even past film, like... The Spider-Man game, which is technically part Sony, even though it was created by uh, Insomniac. Insomniac, like Sony still had a hand in it, and that game was phenomenal. Yeah. So it's showing that they still had to utilize it, but it's something that you'll see very similar. You'll see that most of the time when it comes to movies, Marvel is great and mm-hmm. things like that. Well, Sony wasn't great with movies. Correct. But I believe that because of their interactions, they're getting better with movies due to the interactions with Marvel, with Disney. Yeah. Now, with that, though, is I think that the Into the Spider-Verse would have been a phenomenal film one way or another. But I do think that they will have lost traction on Venom and other such live-action mm-hmm. films. But do we think that, like, getting to the point to of getting to Spider-Verse or getting to, like, the Insomniac game with the Spider-Man properties, what I'm saying is, like, none of that would have been 
possible if Marvel hadn't come in and reopened the universe and stuff because Sony probably would have plummeted film-wise and maybe have gone into bankruptcy. I think well, the game would have still happened. The game would have still happened. Spider-Verse... But even if they would have gotten... Because I'm saying those came out so late after the release of the team-up with MCU Spider-Man and everything and what we have, that it came so late down the line of when the original merger happened that there may not have been even a chance for it. Because I the studio would have... disagree with that. Because the, the idea of Spider-Verse and how it was created and and what what went into it was a gamble from the very beginning they didn't know this was going to take off this was a completely sony not really warranted by marvel it was such a weird take on a character from the comics that honestly not a pe- not a lot of people liked Miles was not a very well-loved character and they took it and they made it accessible to everybody and made it good for everybody and I think that gamble was their was their hand up saying hey we can make a good Spider-Man movie it may not be live action it may not be what you're expecting but we can make a good Spider-Man. Well, yeah, because Sony animation kind of, you know, with video games, but even like other Sony animated films that aren't like, you know, Spider-Man or superhero, they know animation. Yes. When it comes to live action, that's where they get a little... So I... I mean, you get Morbius. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to sit in a corner and we're leaving it there and we're not bringing it up. Morbius doesn't exist in the MCU. It doesn't exist in my brain. (laughs) Um, Well, and, and that is the thing. So I believe... Back to the question at hand, it's like, do you believe that the Spider-Man... I don't... Like, I believe that it would have been created, like, because the Spider-Man series would have been created Mm -hmm. in the aspect of... They would have created Into the Spider-Verse, because Mm -hmm. that had no, like, moral interaction. It's the same way that the game had no interaction. And they were creating Spider-Man games before that that actually did well. Most of the Spider-Man games have always done well. So I think as a name state and as a brand it would have been there but i do agree it would not possibly have reached nearly as hyped if it did not have that marvel that marvel mindset because anybody who did not know spider-man because there were a few people who did not know spider-man i know they lived under a rock but that did happen Mm -hmm. but once they saw oh i know tom holland spider-man now i want to go watch into the Mm spider-verse or play the spider-man game Mm -hmm even though because that's a good instinct why did they if uh, this was such a thing why did they redesign the person who was peter parker in the spider-man don't game don't get me started on that but that is an aspect here i know because they didn't design him originally to look like him no so, like his own peter parker which exactly. i really enjoyed because the peter parker that we got in like the insomniac game was specifically and out of college yeah. one so it's more adult and the way they did it to look more like tom holland it just he looks it, it looks stupid but that's but, an instance where they're trying to cater to that audience and to get more people but in. they didn't create it for that audience yeah. do you think what's kind of like the future of sony so like we obviously we know that marvel even with the new film with no way home they recognize that with sony 
there are three separate Spider-Man universes mm -hmm. and they have all kind of been tied into one in this last film, which I think was kind of a good, like kind of publicity, like publicist part on their end to get in, you know, the fans from Tobey Maguire, the fans mm -hmm. from Andrew Garfield and kind of what you're going off saying, it's going to get people to go <laughs> back into, bless you. Thank you. To look at their older films and stuff and be like, hey, this is here. Do we think this is going to continue? Like, what is what is next for Sony? I think they can go two ways. Because one way, they, uh, as a rule, Marvel and Disney have been a masterclass in making things accessible to people mm -hmm. of different generations. Mm -hmm. The Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield Spider-Man were prime examples of this. They brought in those fans to look at this. They brought in those fans to say, hey, we didn't forget about you. Mm -hmm. Come watch our movies. And from a business standpoint, that's making something accessible to a larger group of people is the best thing you yeah. can do. But they can, one of, one of the two ways is incorporate more of that incorporate more different universes mm -hmm. pick from miles or go into miles universe bring and... in a live action miles mm -hmm. yes bring in a live action i mean miles. we kind of or already got a hint at him with or bring um... a animated tom holland into miles universe i mean yeah like i they kind of already hinted at uh you know miles morales coming in within homecoming with um Oh, I'm gonna say what Lacey says. I was almost about to say Teeny Glover with Donald, Donald Glover, Glover as kind of like hinted at Uncle Aaron. Mm -hmm. There wasn't much of a payoff with that. No, like yeah. I, I want more. Like we obviously know that people have a great response now to Miles Morales. Now, whether mm -hmm. or not it's just because it's animation or not, mm -hmm. but like they have so many things. But do we think that it's right for? sony not sony disney to buy all of sony and all of spider-man back out of sony's hands that is another that was one of the other things yeah that i was going to talk about they sony can be greedy at this point and say hey spider-man has finished his mcu journey mm -hmm. he can begin his sony journey yeah. and not budge on the rights to super or superman spider-man mm -hmm. but that might force disney's hand i mean we kind of all remember you know as we put it the spider wars of 2019 that was kind of frustrating well and i, I don't like... know it, it, that's the thing. i don't know if disney will be able to actually buy something could they buy spider-man i'm pretty sure if they threw enough money oh yeah i mean that's what i'm saying buy yeah. spider-man back like how they did like they don't need to buy sony but i hope not though. i know because they sony is so unlike fox fox is really just like television and films and stuff sony like we said animation their mm. own film studio their game and you know that's the, the whole name of playstation 
Yeah, that's when I don't think they'll be able to buy Sony. I don't think they'll buy Sony, but do we think buying Spider-Man back is A, feasible, and B, possible at this it's point? It's got a price tag on it. It's, it's got, got a, a price, price tag on it, and the Pascal family is holding on for dear life. <laughs> like, it, it, it's true. I do believe that Sony would sell Spider-Man, but I think that they would specifically state that they would want continued rights for animated films and for gaming, which would be a hell of a deal to fight for though yeah that would have to be a huge argument because even in like uh marvel ultimate lines 3 spider-man and all the spider-verse characters are in marvel ultimate line 3 yeah that's the insomniac spider people mm-hmm. that are and in it exactly so being able to go on well where's this basis from is now where the argument is because disney as wonderful as they are are not the best at making games. No. I and mean, yeah. that's problematic for a huge amount of reasons because I'm a gaming geek and I'll tell yeah. him too. But like like Spider-Man, well, if you can kind of compare some of the Spider-Man games, kind of going a little off topic, the Batman games and stuff, they're two different levels of stuff. So take mm-hmm. it out of Disney. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I'm, I love the Tom Holland Spider-Man I just, so I always want more, but I just, I don't know. Cause then you have to think of, well, then that takes out the rights of into the spider verse, which the, they just, their second films coming out, which I don't know. Are they still splitting it in two parts? Cause that trailer only had, it just said across the universe. It never said part one or anything anymore. I believe that miles journey is not done. No, God, no. I think that his character I'm talking business-wise. Yeah. His character and what he means to the Spider-Verse mm-hmm. in, in their universe is such a cash cow that you can't deny its existence. No. Yeah, and because, well, like, when we saw Spider-Verse the first time, we really didn't want to go see it because of all the critic reviews were so bad and stuff, but then you look at the box office and all the fan response to it, Spider-Verse is one of those films that is a fan-driven film. These are always broken. I know. And I die on that. I know, but it just makes me think if we if so if like Sony buys back Spider not Sony Disney the mouse buys back the rights to oh Spider-Man, what's gonna happen to Miles? Like it's he's just taken off, and I feel like his story is very needed to be talked about kind of like in the sense of how much diversity there is and stuff so kids can see there's a spider-man like me out there Mm -hmm. and i think that's something that's really great with spider-verse and like the new one that we're about to have we're about to have a whole like universe where all the spider-men just vibe and hang out and everything if you haven't seen the trailer yet or anything and that's like you can really see this push even in the comics still though like they just dropped their first gay spider-man yeah like fabulous queen i know that many people are reacting negatively to it i haven't personally read up on it myself yet because busy we're all busy yeah but it's one of those spider-man has always been the kind of character that develops in mars and ending any of their stories one way or another because disney couldn't feasibly for the feedback it's gotten for everything else it's gotten, that'd be the equivalent of them dropping and being like, oh, wait, no, we're going to just deny the first dead 
Deadpool movies. I feel like you can't really deny Deadpool, though. I well, no, like, Ryan Reynolds wouldn't allow it. <laughs> like we were saying earlier, like, that's one of the films that is, I think that's going to come over from Fox and have all that stuff because Ryan Reynolds is so much of a, they created that film to be completely in the universe of, like, Fox and stuff, but out of the universe, such mm-hmm. as in our world and, like, Deadpool or what's his name? Why is his name? His character's name escaping me. Wade Wilson. Wade Wilson. Um, just like recognizing, hey, I know this is a film, and I know you are watching this, so this is what it looks mm. like. I just, I don't know. I'm looking forward to what is next. Yeah, well, and especially there's only like one Spider-Man film and stuff that's left, so it's like there's rumors of him being in the new Into the Spider-Verse, like, as a cameo, is that going to count as the last deal? Or is it going to be another film by itself? Anything you want to add? My Miles Morales, Spider-Man. I think they can. I think it's enough of a a opportunity for Sony to flex the, what they have over Disney. Mm-hmm. And but I don't think it may go farther than that. Yeah. So do we think after this one more film, are they going to redo a deal, or is Spider Man in the MCU kind of done as we know it after one more film? I wouldn't be shocked if they find another deal. Yeah. But I don't foresee anything that's going to be. True Stellar, and we'll probably have to wait at least seven months before we get a result. <laughs> at least. And I think that as much as they are like, we'll get a deal underneath Kevin Feige because he's so heavy-handed and mm-hmm. he bought Fox, I think that we're going to be talking about, is is Disney going to be buying Sony for years. tens of years? Yeah. All right, to kind of end this, because we're all Marvel geeks and stuff, what is one film that we're kind of knowing or hoping that happens with, now that we have the X-Men merger happen and Spider-Man stuff, what is one thing or something, it doesn't have to be a film, one storyline that we're kind of wanting now that, I mean, Fox, since we have Fox, Sony can be included too. What what are we thinking? What are we wanting? Austin, what are you, he is ready. So, <laughs> first, let me say, my heart is broken because the, the perfect introduction to the X-Men being in the, the, in the Marvel Universe was Black Panther with Storm ending up with T'Challa. As we were robbed of that due to obvious things, may he rest in peace, I'm, I will settle with a standalone Southern Comfort X-Men film of Rogue and Gambit falling madly in love down south. If it is anything less, they can get bit. <laughs> but I will also be okay with the introduction, and they can utilize this well, with none other than Deadpool. Because Rogue and Deadpool have a huge connection. That's a very smart way, especially with Wolverine now being in it. Mm-hmm. It would be smart of them, and the X-Men have been in the other uh deadpool movies mm-hmm. the best way to introduce them would be a standalone x-men film that heavily is influenced with deadpool like how specifically rogue and gambit 
like how they're going to do with the Fantastic Four and introducing them back in. Hey, listen, I'm just saying, throw the <laughs> gamut. That's all I want. Give me a movie about them. I don't need anything else. Call it the Rogue Gamut story. I don't care. <laughs> Southern Charm, Southern Bell. Find something. How about you? And I think that I want to see a a redo, a clean slate, <laughs> a a Hail Mary. I want to see Wolverine back in Japan. Oh, I want to <laughs> see that done correctly jackson do you want that paint again yes <laughs> i want to be able to go to a theater and expect good things from wolverine jackson and i know it's not gonna happen. i know it's christmas but not even that miracle can happen out of all the films that we could have blade have a better morbius oh, we don't count that it i want to see an honest to goodness wolverine solo movie yeah i mean we kind of know what i want in the mcu and i mean it's more possible i feel like now. i mean it was possible before the fox merger but even more possible now um <laughs> kind of want young avengers still to happen and it's gonna happen i know it's gonna happen <laughs> it's we have everyone set up we're just missing hulkling and, and wiccan and no wiccan. we have adult wiccan and speed they're already introduced we just don't but know they're who... not real not in that one universe there's multiple universes but in our universe america chavez isn't from our universe real. and she's a young avenger um it's gonna happen it's all set up it's ready to go you keep thinking that. Well, <laughs> Kevin Feige literally gave Haley Steinfeld the death look when she was asked about, is there a Young Avengers project coming on during their interview for Hawkeye? I remember when that was a meme. He just looks right down. But no, I want Young Avengers. I think it's going to happen. I think we're going to get it probably outside of the multiverse saga. So it's still two or three, four years. I think is when multiverse ends, the multiverse saga ends. I would also take a Freya backstory, like from Thor. Like, I know yes. that would nothing to do it, but like young, young Freya. Young Freya. Yeah, like we know about Asgard from that. Play. Yeah. Like that's another aspect, or more about going into the you know dark realm. There have been so many things that could involve the magic users, mm -hmm. or like yes, we got multiverse of magic, and with uh oh, what's her name starts with a C. Uh, the Sorceress Supreme, who's basically in the last. Minute of Multiverse of Madness. Oh, Clea. Yeah, Clea. It's heavily implied that we're going deeper in there. Oh, yeah. But until I see more execution from it, I'm going to keep holding my breath. It's the second thing I want. Rogan Gambit. Rogan Gambit. Listen, all down the hill. Southern Bells. Uh, I don't know. Find something. <laughs> <laughs>All right, that's it. Thanks again for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, in the comments below, kind of give us your thoughts on what's happening with what has happened with Fox, what you're hoping that's going to happen with titles such as X-Men and Fantastic Four. Thoughts on the Spider-Man-Sony merger. Maybe some Marvel film that you're looking forward to or wish that could happen now that Marvel has so many more possibilities that we can use with the Fox universe now being in the MCU. So again, thanks for listening. Have a good one.